Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about the DAT. This episode was very requested and I actually brought in my friend Liz. Um, She went to Virginia Tech, I believe, for undergrad and she's going to Boston University for dental school. She's also an incoming D1, but I wanted to give another person's perspective on the test as well as myself just because it's a very personal thing and there's so many different ways to study and there's so many different circumstances since the application is so holistic there's not just an end-all be-all for this is how you study and this is the score you need it's very relative and person to person so I thought I could at least bring on one more person to share their perspective as well so we kind of bounce back and forth as we go through an overview of what's on the DAT what's a common score what's a competitive score how did we study what did we use to study and then are some of our just general tips for maintaining your like health and wellness while you're studying, for what to do on actual test day, how to prepare for test day. So I hope overall it's a pretty helpful episode. It is pretty surface level, but if you want specific tips for section to section, I also have a whole video series about every section on the DAT that I will put in the description of this podcast if you're interested. And everything will also be kind of linked through on the podcast Instagram if you're not following that yet. It's at Dental Download Podcast on Instagram. And then Liz's Instagram is at Smiles with Liz. Smiles has a Z. So that's pretty much everything for what this episode is going to be about. But as always, I want to do my typical short little intro to keep you guys filled in on my life. That way you're kind of in the loop and can feel like you're getting to know me a little bit more each episode. But so what's been happening, I guess, I graduated virtually. The virtual commencement ceremony was this past weekend, May 16th, 2020 for MSU. So I had that ceremony and then my family, my sister and I and my mom went to Ann Arbor to do a picnic Um, which is really fun. We walked around the Arb, which is like a giant park there. We got um, carry out from Zingerman's, which is a really kind of iconic sandwich place in Ann Arbor. So it was a really fun day. And then throughout this week, I've just been recording more podcast episodes, doing lots of YouTube stuff, and really enjoying some beautiful weather here in Michigan. We live on a lake, so it's been really fun going boating, kayaking, just sitting outside and reading. I also ordered a hammock, so I'm super excited about that. And then for dental school things, we have a Zoom every week, like I told you guys. And this week, they did give us our class schedules. So I'll read out what classes we're going to be taking our D1 summer for you. So the classes are Introduction to the Dental Profession, Evidence-Based Dentistry, Basic Biomaterials, Intro to the Function of the Oral Facial Complex, Basic Histology, Introduction to Clinical Skills, Dental Anatomy and Occlusion 1, and dental head and neck anatomy. So I think head and neck anatomy as well as dental anatomy and histology are kind of the classes that are the most challenging and we're going to require the most studying. Though it was eight classes and it works out to be 10.5 credits on the way that they do a credit system. Um, You never really pick your classes for dental school. Like it's just assigned to you and they register for you. It's really nice. I never have to like enroll in a class again, I guess, other than maybe like signing up for CE courses in the future. But those are the classes we're taking. That's pretty much my whole update, if you will, about life. But as for what has been motivating me specifically, I kind of already touched on it, but getting my class schedule was really fun and I'm excited and looking forward to like having that happen. So thankfully I'm not feeling too like worried or anxious about school yet. I'm just more excited. And also I've been really motivated by 
going outside. So walks have been great. Just like spending time in nature, listening to podcasts, plugging in to either a podcast or music, but still like disconnecting from other things in life, whatever's stressing you out, like getting out of the house safely when you can, I think is one of the best ways to just like reset your mind. And through that, I think that you're a lot just more productive with the rest of your day. If you take some time to yourself, you're definitely going to be finding that you're more energized and that you're more excited about whatever work or project you have to do because you already took that time for yourself and you kind of had a chance to reset. So that's kind of what's been motivating me this week. And now we're going to get into the episode about the DAT. All right. Hi, everyone. So we are doing a DAT episode today, but I figured I should bring on a guest and another person to give a different experience than myself. So I'm going to let Liz introduce herself really quick. Hi, everyone. I'm Liz. I am a Virginia Tech alum, and I will be an incoming D1 at Boston University. My Instagram handle is at smileswithliz. It's at S-M-I-L-E-Z. W-I-T-H-L-I-Z. And if you guys have any questions or want to reach out to me, feel free to uh, send me a DM. All right, great. So we're quickly just going to like do a little rundown of what the DAT entails, just so if you're not familiar with it, but basically it's a reasonably long test, but it's like shorter than the MCAT. I think it's around four hours, but as soon as you sit down at the testing center at the computer, there's a tutorial, which is 15 minutes. And some people say that you should like start writing out your grids and stuff for PAT on there, but technically you're not allowed to write anything. So I would not test the limits there. And then the first section that you get is called the survey of sciences. So that's 90 minutes. And within that chunk. You have your three science sections. So biology, which is 40 questions, general chemistry, which is 30 questions, and organic chemistry, which is another 30 questions. And then there's the PAT section, which is another 60-minute timer that has 90 questions total, 15 of each type. So there's keyhole, top front end, angle ranking, hole punching, cube counting, and pattern folding. And then you get a 30-minute break that you can get up from the computer You kind of check out at the little Prometric desk. You can use the bathroom, have a snack, water, whatever you want to do. And then you get to come back into the testing room and finish off your last two sections. So then you have reading comprehension, which is 60 minutes to complete 50 questions. There's usually around three passages in that time. And then there's quantitative reasoning, which people call QR. And that's 40 questions in 40 minutes. And then you're pretty much done. There's a survey that pops up that takes a few minutes. And then as soon as you finish the survey, your scores are going to pop up on the screen. And sometimes it surprises (laughs) people, but then you have your scores. Um, And the way it's scored is that you get an academic average, which is the average of all of your sciences, plus your QR and your reading comprehension, basically all your scores without PAT, and then your total science, which is the average of those three science sections, and then a score for each individual category. And dental schools look pretty heavily, like they'll give you averages for academic average and total science that are accepted to their schools. And then sometimes schools like to see a specific PAT score as well. You can usually find all that on their website and it's in the IDEA Go Dental guide for dental schools and everything. So that's just a good way to figure out what score you want. But in general, what's a good score? 
So people taking it, the average is a 17, but to be competitive, um, probably like a 20 plus is a better range to shoot for. Um, I think if you get a 20 academic average or higher, you definitely don't need to retake it unless you have um, one section that's pretty low. Some schools have cutoffs below a 17. So just make sure that if you do have below a 17 in one section, definitely consider retaking it. But if you really want to, you can contact the schools and see if they're okay with that. Um, when you're studying, I think it helps to set your goals higher because then you're just more likely to achieve a higher score. So maybe like a 22 or a 23 is a good goal to set for yourself. Um, yeah. And I also would recommend you guys to do well in your sciences. So that's biology, general chemistry, and organic chemistry. Um, it's great obviously to do well overall, but it definitely looks better um, if you do well in your sciences rather than doing um, extremely well in reading or your math section and then doing poorly in your sciences, Um, mainly because dental school courses are biology related. So it's crucial for dental schools to see that you can do well and succeed um, in your future classes. So when I actually took the DAT for the first time, I took it twice. Um, I didn't do well on my biology section, but did really well in my reading and PAT section. But I knew how important my biology score was after talking to um, a few admissions, dental school admissions. So I decided to retake it and I ended up boosting up my total science score by two points. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely, biology was one of my lower sections, but my mm-hmm. lower sections were like 19. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, right, right. As long as like you're, everything kind of balances out because it's an Definitely. average. So like my total science was still a 20 because like my orgo was a little higher than my bio and gen chem. So like you can just kind of feel it out once you get your scores. Right. And like Liz did, like reaching out to either like mentors that you have or dental schools. And they're going to be honest with you, especially the dental schools, right. like, if you need to retake it or not, because they have your best interest in mind as well. And they obviously, want to be able to accept you. So they're going to help you out. Um, Quickly, we're going to talk about like what materials you use to study. So pretty much everyone uses DAT bootcamp. As far as I know, I think that's like the one go-to resource. If you can only buy one thing, that's what I'd get. Unfortunately, they keep increasing the price, but that is because they keep adding more features. So there's like a pro, which is like the standard and then a plus version. When I took it, they only had one version, which is more like the standard. But um, it's definitely the most popular and they do have a free study schedule, a free biology notes like PDF. And then there's also, I think you can access um, an organic chemistry reaction sheet, just free PDFs by Googling it. So even if you can't purchase bootcamp yet, and it does have like a subscription, so it's a certain time frame. Is it like 90 days? Yeah. It's two months, I believe, two or three months. Yeah. Two or three months. Yeah. So um, obviously don't purchase it until you're able to like mm-hmm. sit down and like study many hours a day, but you can start looking over those free resources earlier. And then there's also DAT destroyer. So personally I bought this like a used version, but I didn't really have a lot of time to use it. I did like two math tests and then like a couple biology ones, but I didn't really take enough time away from boot camp to use it just because it is a lot harder than the real DAT. So I knew that my time that was limited would be better spent using boot camp. And then Liz has some uh, feedback about Destroyer too. Yeah. So actually the second time I studied for the DAT, I struggled in the QR section 
And I knew I wanted more practice. So I actually purchased Destroyer for the QR section. And it was definitely a lot of help just doing a bunch of practice problems. So I would recommend um, definitely get DAT Bootcamp. But if you do need some extra practice, DAT Destroyer um, would also be helpful too. Yeah. And the way Destroyer is sold is there's like a DAT Destroyer like math book, right? And then there's a separate book that has the other like science sections in it. So you can just get the math book on its own if you're like looking specifically for QR. I got, again, both books and I don't think you really (laughs) need it unless you're like, if you're someone that's trying to get like a 26, 27, like nearly a perfect score, you kind of do need to like master destroyer. But if you just want like a 2021, I think supplementing with destroyer, but mostly doing bootcamp or only doing bootcamp would be totally fine. Another resource that I use that's a little bit easier like financially is DATQ Vault and it's online as well like bootcamp except um, you purchase by test sections so it was like 25 or 30 dollars to get 10 more timed practice tests per section and so I did biology and gen chem and QR on there so I had 10 more tests for each section and it was pretty helpful I would say that bio and QR were definitely comparable to the real DAT and difficulty and then the gen chem on there was a little bit easier which is not a good thing you want it to be the same or harder but I think it's a nice option if you're trying to save some money and get more practice tests but I do know that boot camp now has even more questions and like practice features mm-hmm. so you might not need something like that and then some other things you might have heard of Crack the DAT is similar to Bootcamp, another online testing platform, but it's more set up like the older version of Bootcamp. It's definitely a lot cheaper. And I know that they're like historically helpful for reading and PAT. And then there's also Kaplan has a DAT option, but I don't think it's that popular. And I've heard from people that it's too easy for the real DAT, so it doesn't prepare you enough. So I wouldn't personally recommend that, but again, I didn't use it. So now we're also going to talk about study schedule. So when you should take it and how to plan your studying. So I personally took it the summer after my sophomore year, just because I had the chance to not work at all that summer and not take any classes. So as soon as finals were done, I came home that Monday and started my DAT study schedule. And then I took it um, about the middle of July And I was studying six days a week um, and about seven to eight hours a day, which I know is a lot. But realistically, like if you need less time, you can just be more productive and study for less hours. Like even though I was sitting there for eight hours, like real super hard studying, maybe like five, you know, just because like you get so distracted. So it definitely can be done in less time, the more like motivated you are and the more time crunch you have. And then the reason that I took it summer after sophomore year is because I just finished organic chemistry and I had all the basic um, biology and stuff done. So I had pretty much everything I needed done except for like upper level bio classes, but you can kind of self-teach that if you need to. And then it also gives you the chance (laughs) to retake um, the DAT if you need to without being as stressed because I would have gotten my scores July a whole year before I needed to apply. So I had plenty of time to retake it if I didn't get the score I wanted. And then um, this is kind of a good timeline if you have the option, if you're going to be applying June after your junior year. Uh, Liz, what did you do? Yeah, so I actually took my DAT the summer after my junior year. Um, And that was because the summer after my sophomore year, I took organic chemistry over the summer. 
So I wanted to um, just wait until I took organic chemistry um, just to have that background. But um, with my experience taking it, so I took the DAT after I submitted my application. So it's definitely stressful studying for my DAT while um, applying to dental school. So um, it was definitely um, a, a very stressful process, but I did it. Um, I would recommend though, that if you do have the option to take your DAT after your sophomore year during that summer, like Haley did, um, definitely take that option. Um, I think it's a lot more stressful. And like Haley said, um, if you do end up having to retake the DAT, you have a whole year to take it. Whereas for me, since I took the DAT twice, I had to wait another three months after I took my DT. So I took my DT for the second time in October, I believe. Um, so that was definitely a very stressful process. I didn't even um, truly think I was going to get in the cycle because I took the DT so late, um, but I got super lucky. And hopefully just hearing my experience with when I took my DT, um, that can help you guys figure out when you guys um, should take yours. And then did you mention what month did they like get your DAT scores? Like when was your app totally in? Yeah. So when I first took the DAT, um, they received my scores within two to three weeks, I believe. But I reached out to them and told them that I will be retaking it. And so they didn't receive my full application with my second DAT scores until the end of October, early November, I believe. So it was pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. But like that just goes to tell people like there's exactly the reason I wanted to have Liz. Like there's so many different ways to do it and it works out for lots of people. So like don't lose hope or like get discouraged. Like it can totally work out. Just be really persistent. Liz is a good example of that. (laughs) For sure. Um, And then um, I am going to have a some pictures on my Instagram highlights, like the previous episode of the study schedule that I used, um, just in the DAT highlight, just so you guys can kind of see how I set it up. But so Ari, which is the founder of DAT Bootcamp, made a 10-week schedule a long time ago, but I'm sure that they've adjusted it for like a new bootcamp. But basically, that's the schedule I used. And then I reworked it because I studied for 12 weeks because I knew I'd want more time at the end to review. And again, I was in no rush because I had this whole summer to study. And then I knew in the month of August, I would kind of start racking up some shadowing hours to get ready to apply the next summer. But basically... When you're reworking the schedule, I would say to set aside like a whole day before you start studying to make your own schedule and just flip through his schedule and see, okay, these topics I pretty much know from my lectures from school or I'm not familiar with this. This was hard for me. I might need more time to do it, stuff like that. So I would just kind of know your strengths and weaknesses and tailor the schedule for how much you can do each day based on that. I think that's the best way to go about it. I didn't do this right away. And that's something I really regret. I started following his schedule until about five weeks through. And then I was like, okay, wait, this isn't working. Some days I'm done really early. And then some days I can't get everything done. So I wish I would have readjusted it right at the very beginning rather than partway through. Um, Liz did something similar, I think. Yeah. So when I first took it, I studied for about nine weeks and I did the same thing as Haley. I uh, used Ari's 10 week schedule, but switched around to um, how I studied. Um, But then the second time I took it, I 
basically studied for only five weeks. Um, and I focused more on my weaknesses and just knew how I studied the best um, and made my schedule that way. So for the first week and a half, I just reviewed my notes and rewatched videos. And then for the rest of the weeks, I solely focused on testing and reviewing because that's how I learned best from like constant testing and reviewing. Um, so definitely when making your schedule, I would recommend knowing your strengths and weaknesses and going it based off of that. Yeah. So clearly that's a common theme, but um, <laughs> yeah. now since we got through pretty much the basics of the test and a lot of common questions about the DAT, I'm just going to give some general tips for taking it and studying and then tips for each individual section if we do have any, just so you know that there's 10 practice tests on boot camp, but if you take like biology test one, those are the same biology questions, a full length boot camp test one. So you want to decide ahead of time which test you're going to take as a full length versus just a section test. I personally only did one full length just because like the stamina of it was not an issue for me. Um, I always did my sciences together because that 90 minute block does kind of require a bit of mental toughness to do science for 90 minutes and answer all those questions. But other than that, like I would do my sciences go have lunch, work out, come back and like then do a reading test, study a little bit, do a math test, whatever. So make sure you take all 10 tests in some way because those like Liz said is the best way you're going to learn by like reviewing those answers. And then there's also two free um, IDEA tests online. There's like a 2007 and like another year. And then there's also like a free one on Kaplan's website. So just like make sure you're using your resources and taking as many practice tests as possible. I know Liz got some good advice about the IDEA test. Yeah, so one of my mentors actually recommended me to take uh, the free IDEA practice test like two days before my actual test, um, just to give myself a little confidence boost. The 2000s, I believe it's from 2007, their practice test is definitely a lot easier than what it is now. Um, so just taking that test calmed my nerves a little. So if you if you have time, I would definitely recommend to do that. Yeah. And even with boot camp, um, I can also post this on my Instagram highlights for the DAT. Um, I like recorded all my scores for all my sections on boot camp and on QVault and everything. And then also my final scores, if you guys want to see, but like my scores for boot camp were still a little bit lower than what I got on the real DAT. So if you're like getting like 1920 and like you want maybe like a 21 on the real thing like that's definitely realistic so don't feel like you're not prepared I think if you're hitting 19s on sections on boot camp like you should be pretty solid to go into the real thing but obviously you know yourself best that's just like a general statement um, and then a couple more general tips for taking it when you're reviewing these practice tests make sure you're going through all the answers like a through d and knowing them like every way. So let's say like a C was the correct answer to the question, but you've never heard of whatever option B is. Make sure you go and look in like the notes on bootcamp or something to understand what it is because next time you could get a question about B. So it's good to like make sure you really understand the questions inside and out. Also set time limits for how long you're going to work on each section. So this is really helpful for the PAT and then also for the survey of sciences because you could just spend an equal amount on each section, but I think that certain sections are going to require longer for you. Like Gen Chem required longer for me and like biology isn't really too much like numbers and solving problems unless you get like a genetics one, but it's just like 
multiple choice questions like fact-based. So you might be able to get to that faster. So just know how long you're going to be spending on each section. That way you can keep an eye on the time and make sure you get everything answered. And then also just a little tip, don't pay full price for bootcamp because you should be able to find some kind of discount, um, at least $50 off through either like different like influencers like Laura Smiles on YouTube has a discount code and then your pre-dental club will probably have one or if none of that works you can email DAT Bootcamp and they should also give you a discount so definitely at least get a little bit off because I know it's really expensive and then taking the test is expensive as well. Um, So for tips for PAT um, I'm gonna let Liz start with that. Yeah so PAT is basically just practice 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 Um, what I like to do was download the free DAT bootcamp app on my phone and I would do the problems whenever I had time, like whether I was at the gym walking on the treadmill or cooking or whenever I just, um, had time to be on my phone, I would do that. And, um, that was definitely really helpful. I actually got my highest score on PAT, so yeah, definitely recommend just practice, practice, practice. Yeah, I would say my PAT score was pretty average, but that's because once I hit that score, that was like, okay, like a 20, whatever, <laughs> that's good enough. I just kind of refreshed rather than putting a lot of time into it because I needed to raise my other sections. Definitely like studying for the DAT just feels like a big race, like a big time crunch. And you need to be strategic about what, how much time you're spending on each section and also like types of questions in each section. So Again, once I hit like an okay PAT scroll, I was like, okay, this is fine. But um, my tip for PAT is, again, just setting time limits for each of the different sections and also doing your best section first and then your worst section last. So I started, I think, with cube counting, keyholes, and then um, I think I ended with like pattern folding. But even on the real DAT, I think I was guessing on like seven or eight questions out of that total because I just Mm -hmm. ran out of time and like I still got the score that I got so like obviously it works out and like they're probably not expecting you to get every single question right like that's crazy but um you can also like the way that you can jump between sections is using the review feature and bootcamp look exactly like the real DAT so you just click the review button and then every like So one through 15 is like the first section. So if you want to start with the second one, you just click 16 and then work through there. So that's kind of how you jump around. And I think that is the best way to use time and then make sure that you're not getting bogged down on questions that are really hard for you. So do the easy ones first. And basically like bootcamp says, and pretty much all of these sections, we're not going to be like explaining how to do it just because podcasting is not the best format for that. And Bootcamp will teach you how to do everything, I promise. Right. Um, and then for <laughs> biology, what helped me was making study sheets for the different topics or like chapters in um, the bootcamp textbook, just because I'm a pretty like a visual person. So just having like flow charts, different pictures. Um, they have pictures in the textbook that's nice, but like rewriting it myself helped it kind of stick in my mind more. And Liz, what did you do? Yeah, so I was actually like you, Haley, I'm a visual learner. And so um, reading the textbook sometimes got a little boring and um, it wasn't really like I wasn't really retaining the information. So I actually relied on YouTube videos and I know DAT Bootcamp on their um, textbook, they actually have links to YouTube videos to explain cell cycles, anatomy, anatomy. 
bunch of different biology topics. Um, so definitely watching those videos helped me learn a lot for sure. That's really good. Yeah. When I took it, since it was a while ago, it was like the old textbook as they call it, the longer one that was like 500 pages. Right. And now they have a more condensed version, which is probably the one you're talking about. And the yeah. one I had didn't have links in it. So definitely use the newer version because yes, they made definitely. a new one for a reason. It's obviously <laughs> better. Um, and then Gen Cam, I don't really have much to say. Basically just master like the questions that appear on like every test because then if you're always getting those right you kind of have a guaranteed 17 or whatever at that point and then the ones that are maybe a little bit more challenging or only on some tests basically you just need to work on that too but I think starting with your weaknesses trying to strengthen those first and then kind of working through it that way do you have anything to add Liz? Um, No you pretty much said it just for gen chem practicing the common questions yeah for sure. Yeah pretty much boot camp teaches you how to do it and then you just study study like you would any normal class and you'll be okay. And then for orgo what helped me was using a whiteboard and writing out the reactions over and over and similarly probably to your organic chemistry classes at college you need to know them like every way so it might be Mm -hmm. the like reactant and the product with missing over the arrow and you have to fill that in or you could have like the product and the arrow but not the reactant so just make sure you know them like all the ways around and again um, Mike's videos on boot camp are really good and then there's also a boot camp um, pdf like I mentioned that has all the reactions that they can cover on the DAT so I would recommend printing that out but then also practicing it on a whiteboard and I would recommend writing them out at least once and you can make flashcards if that like helps you. Yeah, just wanted to emphasize again that the reason I liked taking the DAT when I did is because I just had finished Orgo 2. Like I took my final like a couple days before I started studying. So it was all fresh in my mind and I really didn't have to study that much for Orgo, which was great. And I still got a pretty high <laughs> score on it. And the reason I felt like Orgo on the DAT was easier than what I learned at university is because exams at school were like fill in the blank. So if you didn't know what went over the arrow, like you got (laughs) zero points versus on boot camp or like on the real DAT, there's multiple choice and like C and D might make no sense. And then, so you're between A and B and you already have like a 50% chance of getting it right. So I just felt like the multiple choice style of Orgo was so much easier than like what I learned at university, which I think is why I could do pretty well in that section. Do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, actually one thing, this is super like random, but um, one of my friends actually bought me shower markers to practice my orgo in the shower. And it was actually so fun and like very helpful. So if you guys are looking for anything different and you guys are like tired of like writing on the whiteboard, like buy some shower markers and draw some mechanisms while you're taking a shower. That's so fun. I didn't even know those existed. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the last two sections left, reading comprehension. Like bootcamp says, I'm going to say the same thing. You need to find your own technique. Um, I made a video going through a reading test and like my strategy if you guys want to check it out. But Basically, I just read pretty much the whole paragraph. I mean, the whole passage, except like the last paragraph or two. And then as I was going through, I would highlight words that were like keywords. And once you start doing a couple practice tests, you kind of start to recognize what keywords are that they might be asking questions about. And then the reason I didn't read the last couple paragraphs is because there's not always questions about it. So that's just kind of a waste of time. Then I went to the questions and like tried to find them with my highlighting. So it was pretty much like a vanilla method, but without reading the last little bit. 
Did you do something similar, Liz, or was it different? Yeah, I did something similar too. I just found what basically what technique worked best for me um, and stuck to that. And that's just, you find that based on practicing. Yeah. And then QR was probably the most intimidating and like one of the hardest (laughs) sections for me as well as bio. I've just never been good at math. So um, I was proud that I got a 20 in this. I was like, I killed it, even though 20 is not even that high. But basically, um, similar to like what we said before, but make sure you're mastering like the common questions that appear on like every QR test. And the way that I did it is I kind of sectioned off. So I'd have like a probability and stats page. And then I would say like dice rolling. And then I'd put like all of the examples of dice rolling from the boot camp practice tests under there and then do those problems a few times. And then once I did a few different examples of the exact same type of problem, I didn't get them wrong after that. So that's kind of how I went through to learn them because my brain just reviewing a whole practice test didn't really retain any of the way to solve any of the problems. So I had to kind of section them off and do a few different examples. And that's what worked for me. What did you do, Liz, if you have anything to add? Yeah, so for QR, like I said before, I actually got Destroyer for this section um, because I was struggling. It was it was not fun, but um, definitely just practice and you will figure out what types of questions the DTs um, the DTs asking. Um, they actually they become kind of repetitive a little bit. Like there's certain types of questions that they ask, and so you'll you'll learn the common questions. So as long as you're set with that, you're good to go. Yeah, definitely. It surprised me that once you started to learn those ones that always appear, you're like, wow, my score is getting better. Weird. (laughs) Um, And then we're just going to finish up with a little bit more here of actual test day tips and then just our final thoughts and motivation to try to get you guys hyped up to study and to do well on your test. But so when you're getting ready for test day, definitely don't study too much the day before. I actually took pretty much the whole two days before off because I just like was not even nervous which is so weird like day of I was nervous but I was like didn't feel like I needed to study so I was like this much be a, must be a sign I'm just not going to study today um and obviously day before and like night before I didn't sleep that much but try to get lots of rest go to bed like super early my DAT was at like 8 or 8 30 I think I showed up at the test center at like 7 15 or something crazy though because I was all paranoid but try to get as much sleep as possible and like eat a good light breakfast that is like protein get your brain fueled up pack some snacks I was way too nervous and just wanted to get it over with to even eat my snacks but I brought them and then um <laughs> wear something comfortable I know for me the test center like was pretty cold but then I got like all nervous and sweaty so I was glad that I had like a cardigan on that I could like take off so like I recommend like layers that you can like easily add or remove if you get too hot or cold. I know some people try to like erase the like markers that they give you with their sleeve, but they're not erasable. They're like permanent. So it's just going to get smudgy. But if you want to try to do that and like they're not coming to you fast enough, maybe wear something with a sleeve Um, and then raise your hand as soon as you start to run out of paper. So like if you use the first page and you're on the second page and you're starting to write on there, like put your hand up right then, but keep working that way you can have the new page in front of you to work on before you actually run out and you're like wasting time. And then some people are just really anxious about test day and like what the Prometric Center is going to look like, what their computer screen is going to look like. So there's a free like test drive online that you can do of exactly what the test is going to look like through Prometric's website. But you can also 
um, call them to confirm that like they have everything for your appointment and that you're supposed to come at a specific time. You could also drive to the test center a few days before to make sure you know exactly where it is and everything if you've never been there. And then um, you, they also let you, I'm sure they don't now this specific year with everything happening in the world, but generally they let you come in and do like a test drive in person if you really want to. I didn't do that. The like little online one made me feel fine. But um, those are all options. And then, Liz, do you have your final little bit of motivation for everyone that you want to talk about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do. You've made it this far. Um, I know the DT seems very um, scary and just it seems like a lot. But, you know, you're you're so close to your goal of becoming a dentist. Like, don't let this one test scare you, Um, especially if you have to take it more than once. Everyone's different. Don't compare your experience with other people. Um, Like for me, I had to take it more than once. And at first I was very discouraged, but um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And the outcome, um, obviously at the end of the day, my goal is the same as everyone else's. Our goal is to, you know, become a successful dentist. So, um, you know, the journey to becoming a dentist, everyone's journey is going to be different. So definitely don't, don't, don't stress too much about it. Um, but another thing that another tip that I would recommend while studying for your DET is to find hobbies that you can reward yourself after like a full day of studying. For me, I got a membership at a yoga studio. And I would do hot yoga about three times a week after studying. And that was something I would always look forward to doing because it was such a good stress reliever. But other hobbies can be like journaling, exercising, meditating, or FaceTiming friends, family, um, just whatever makes you feel great and a good stress reliever. Um, But lastly, uh, another thing that motivated me was actually watching YouTube videos before I started studying, I would literally Google or YouTube um, search motivational videos to study and just listen to that. Um, And that definitely um, motivated me to study for that day. Um, And then on top of that, I actually would find motivational quotes on Pinterest and print them out and read them every single day. I would put them on my bathroom mirror, laptop wall, paper, um, just wherever I would um, be whenever I'm like walking just to remind myself that, you know, I can, I can do this and I can get through this. But yeah, definitely take everything that I said with the grain of salt. Hopefully it helps you guys. Um, and if you guys have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me through my Instagram or reach out to Haley. Both of us have gone through this. And so, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can help you guys. Yeah. And just adding a little bit more motivation for you guys. Like we were saying, like this is honestly like the biggest hurdle. And yes, that maybe makes it more intimidating of like (laughs) applying to dental school, but it's a semester of your life. It's a couple weeks of your life. It's a really hard period, but then you're like set and ready to go. Like you, once you get over this and get that score that you need, pretty much from here is like kind of the fun part in my eyes, like interviews. Yeah. They're a little scary, but they're fun. And like, Mm -hmm. eventually you are going to get into dental school. Maybe like it might not be as soon as you want, but like you are going to get in because this is something you're motivated to do. So you just need to pass this one little hurdle and then you're going to be on your way to the more exciting part of the applications and the exciting part of like starting dental school. Like Liz and I here, like 
we probably when we were studying we're like when is this going to end but like (laughs) now we're headed off to dental school in a few months so it does totally work out and I know Liz is starting at Boston in a few months so once you get started I would love to like have you back on and like talk about how it's going and everything but yeah for sure I would love to do that okay well thank you guys for listening I will talk to you next Monday